0: Friends, hello! Welcome back to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Uh, it is a Saturday. I don't usually record on a Saturday, but here we are. I had some things to do. Unfortunately, I Unfortunately, had to cancel on my guest this week. Uh, but we're sitting here at Saturday afternoon. I've got a beer in my hand. Rob, are you? Are you drinking a beer? I saw you. Ha- you had something. I've got well
1: juice at the minute, but <laughs> we're on
0: the juice. We're on the juice. That's what we like. Um, yeah, as you would have heard, guys, I am joined uh, by Rob from the Mind Your Head podcast. Uh, so, Rob, thank you very much for coming on. This is uh, a, a real pleasure. Um, yeah, so it's kind of been in my been in my sights for a little while, um, you know, wanting to talk to someone within the construction industry. Um, I don't, yeah, I guess that's the the correct term, but talk, I wanted to talk to a, a kind of tradesman and things like that, because there's, there's a lot of stuff in there, especially on the mental health side. Um, so can you, can you, you know, give a bit of an intro of, of kind of who you are um, and, and what you do?
1: Yeah, well, my name's Rob Muldoon. Um, I live over in Macclesfield, in the northwest of England. Um, I've been in the construction industry for going on 20 years now. Where wow. Um started off as an apprentice bricklayer. And I sort of worked my way up through through the ranks. And now, well, my official title is project manager. But right. I, I, I never got I'm not one for titles. I never have anything on my email and things like that. Pe- people are mad for titles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bothered. I just right. look after I just child mine bricklay basically, right. Um. So yeah, so my, my day job really is, it's more of a site manager, I'm always getting involved out on sites, uh, organising uh, labour, making sure everybody's um, working and they've got everything that they need, organising materials, um, in and out of meetings every day to do with coordination and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Just make sure the job runs smoothly.
0: That's great. So you've been in it for for 20 years. What what made you was it was it was it something you kind of just found yourself falling into because I feel like that happens a lot in in construction. People fall into it and they just get it whether and this is no no it please don't take any offense but a lot a lot of men again this is a preconceived notion is they finish school, they don't necessarily have any grades or anything and they just, you know, start right well, well I'll just be a laborer. But then yeah. they realize then they realize that there's like there's serious money to be made in this business yeah. and you can I think this again I'm looking at it from outside but you can progress quite well up to a point where you are running a site and things I mean was was that the case for you or was it something you always wanted to get into
1: No I never, I never had any ambitions and there's nobody in my family that's a bricklayer or in the building industry my dad was a he's retired now but he was a mechanical engineer Right um and I I left school like I, I'm exactly what you said I, really? I didn't particularly do well at school work for me and I, I mean that's a totally different subject altogether you could go on talking about the yeah yeah we're not we're not victorians anymore we don't need to learn a lot of the stuff that's taught
0: no um, and I got a
1: job as a laborer and I, I think the ultimate thing was my granddad told me that um his own, his friend back in Ireland was paying a bricklayer five pound a block to like build him a barn I thought I could do that I want, yeah that's I good I yeah, that. yeah that's know. so but yeah and then I got a job with a small builder, and um, then went on and started my apprenticeship. About it's about a year later, really. I thought, no, I want to, I want to do a bit more than this. Yeah. Um, got an apprenticeship with the McCrory Brickwork. It was called at the time. Worked for them from two thousand, well two thousand-ish up until two thousand and five. And I worked on so at the age of like twenty-one, I set up on my own. And I worked from 2005 to 2012, doing anything from garden walls up to I did extensions of primary schools and, and things like that. I did work for Balfour BT and BAM and a couple of other the big, big construction. Right. People. It's just a cutthroat industry and it was horrible. And I, I ended up going bang because just so many people owe me so much money. And people say to me, well, how would you get in that situation where they're owing you money? But, like what one person owed me 36 grand, but it was a 360,000 £360, pound job. And yeah. it's the last final 10% payment and you're just chasing it, chasing it. Ch- and it's just a game. It's just an absolute game that they play. Yeah. It, the industry's full of people like that. So I the, the company got folded in 2012 and then I went back to Macquarie where I still work now and have been there ever since.
0: Is that the, is that the case generally i mean that tends to be where people are heading as as well, i mean covid's maybe accelerated it but people are generally finding that working for larger larger businesses and things where you're perhaps more of a number and like you said you know unfortunately there's a lot of men sitting around a table somewhere a few hundred miles away making all these decisions and yeah. and all this that, that i think a lot of people suffer from and i think a lot of people are seeing that so is was there a bit of a disparity there i guess between those bigger companies and then you know like a smaller smaller kind of team i i guess that's a, a much nicer work environment even in that sort of industry
1: yeah and i mean like all the big guys there's actually there's an actual term in the industry called subby bashing and right. the people just do it all the time i'm not the only one that suffered from it and people survive and some people don't and i was just one of the people that didn't survive in that industry and that that caused a lot of stress and anxiety in my life and right. Sixteen lads working for me at the time, and I used to hate Fridays because I think I'm going to find all this money to pay the wages and uh, no. and and everything else that goes on with that.
0: And I guess as well, well, I mean, you know, we'll, well I mean, we'll, you know, kind of, kind of get into it now. I mean, was that, a, was that a kind of contributor then for you wanting to start doing this? You know, that, well, we'll get on to fully why you started the podcast, but was that did you start to get a a sort of sense of this whole mental health sort of side of it of feeling anxious and and all this stuff because you're not only responsible I guess for your own job and things but suddenly you're you've got all these lads under you that you're trying to look after
1: yeah i think i think back then sort of 2010 2011 2012 all that was going through me and i didn't really understand it and i didn't know what it was yeah. all about it wasn't until a few years later that um it really hit me about what's going on and why am I feeling like this and why why do why do I struggle with certain things.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's maybe come through training that I've now had um since then to to open my eyes up and make me realize all these things.
0: Yeah, I guess as well, like for me thinking back to I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 20, 29 now. So 2011, 2012, you know, early 2010s, I was 19, 20 years old. So I was still still very young. But even then I could, I can still look back now and think like, no one was talking about mental health back then, especially men. It's still, it still just wasn't a thing. Um, and, and, and comparing that to now, like it feels like night and day. I mean, there's still an awful long way to go. Um, but you know, I, I still think it's, uh, yeah, it's still, we've still made kind of very big strides. So, I mean, why, why did you, when did you start, um, the, so you've got a podcast called the mind your head podcast. Um, it's all about kind of mental health in the construction industry. I mean, let's get into that. I mean, why why, why, and when did you did you get that started? Um, and, yeah.
1: Well, I started, we've only been going since November of last year, the first oh, one wow. came out. And I started it because I've had an idea that I wanted to do something along them lines or, yeah. or try to portray this message and get it out there to the masses on a construction site. But it, I didn't want to do a poster campaign as such because posters are everywhere on site, health and safety stuff everywhere, absolutely yeah. everywhere. And I think it just get lost with everything that's there. And I wanted to do something different. And that's why I came up with the idea of doing a podcast because I do between 35 and 55,000 miles a year driving up and down the country for work. Wow. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes. And I, it, it, it was just a thought, I thought, why don't i do something like this why like yeah. th- this could be this could be something that i could do to get out there because there is a lot of people in the industry that are like me that aren't massive readers uh, yeah and they don't they'll sit and look at things on the phone but they won't troll through tons and t- like books and things like that and information and documents so i thought i'll, I'll I'll say it all for them and I'll make it that easy for them and I'll I'll let it so it, it comes up and they can just click on a button and listen to what I've got to say when they're driving from work. Not a lot of the people, the, a lot of guys that have messaged me saying, oh, listen to it on the way to work this morning. It was great.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. And I think. That's a general, you know, great thing about podcasts as well. And I mean, I'll admit, you know, I've I've spoken to, to people and because I'm in this sort of mental health space, I know your your one is far more specific. You're you're specifically talking about the construction, whereas I'm talking to so many people from different things, and everyone always talks about reading and all these books you should be reading and all this stuff. And I like I'll fully open a admit like, and I have said it before on like the lives that you've been on as well. Like I I don't read a huge amount and I, I get a bit overwhelmed. There's so much out there and and I can imagine, and we'll get into this kind of stereotypes a bit. But for me, and again, whenever I say any of this stuff, I'm I'm honestly not being rude. But to me, a lot of the the guys who maybe work on site, they just they're a bit more sort of straight talking, and they just want some something to just be like, this is this is what's going on, this is what's happening, you know. Whereas you don't necessarily have time to sit and read a book that takes a hundred pages to just give you one sort of thought, you know,
1: yeah. um, and
0: actually. The idea of and I love I now listen to books rather than read them and it, it's so much better listening like you said you know whether you're driving or even you know how, how often do you walk past a building site and you hear music or the radio yeah. or something like there's there's always a you know a radio covered in paint somewhere <laughs> sitting there or you know I guess now maybe guys might have headphones in if they you know if they're just getting on with something so I guess there's a lot of scope for that kind of industry of people they've got the time to listen to this stuff but they don't necessarily have the time to sit and read something or it just doesn't it doesn't seem part of the culture compared yeah. to sitting listening to something
1: yeah absolutely and there's there is a, a lot of um younger lads in the industry now that don't sit and read the newspaper and stuff like that they'll, they'll scroll yeah. through the phones like through time or whatever um but they they could be scrolling sat on facebook instagram whatever but they could have their earphones pods in and listening to the podcast. So that's why I've done it. It's ultimately that that um, way of getting a message across which I thought was the best way of doing it.
0: And you've had a there's been quite a, you've had quite a good reception so far from kind of people within the industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've had massive buying off big companies. Um, so later on this month, I've got um, people from Network Rail coming on. Awesome. Um, there, they want to get involved. Um, I've got guys from um, there's a company called the lighthouse project, right? The lighthouse club, Club, lighthouse club, I think it's called and they do a lot of um, funding for mental health training within the construction industry. And they yeah. actually did my funding. They uh, sorted out my funding to do my mental health birthday training. And I've done that and I've, I've gone on, I've upskilled it to do a seven day course to become a trainer so I can now go in I deliver courses for uh, training people to become mental health first aiders. Awesome. those guys are coming on. Um, I've got loads of loads of uh, got a bricklayer coming on it. Uh, I've got a flat roofer guy that's coming on it. I've got an electrician involved in it Um, and uh, because I think it's great that these big companies are getting involved. Ultimately, it's the guys on the front line that are my target audience uh, because One of the main things for us on on mind your head was that we wanted to um get the message across without it feeling like it was coming from a board of directors have come up with this idea yeah because there was there's tons of things we were names we were coming up with but um nyh seemed to stick and that that was the main one, and um, like our logo looks like um, um, uh, well it is. We've just we've just had a play on the safety warning sign for banging your head.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I think yeah, I don't think you could have named it any better. I think it's 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 brilliant. Um, but like like you said, I think well you couldn't you couldn't have said it any better. You and this I think this is the problem with a lot of you know mental health stuff, especially among men, is the fact that it you, like. You, coming from a board of directors or your boss and things like that. And often that's not what someone needs to hear. Someone needs to hear someone on their level, their yeah. own level, and turn it, and I've said this a lot, if someone on their level was to sit and go, oh, uh, some days I feel really anxious even coming here and working with you boys, or some days I don't want to get up and go to work, then they're more. the other guys are more likely to say, oh, yeah, me too. Whereas well, if yeah. the manager is going, right, today we're going to talk about mental health, yeah. and they go how often how often you know tick this box if you guys feel shit sometimes no one's going to tick that no. box
1: you know absolutely not no no and one's the way, gonna... the way i try and even not even the mental health stuff work, the try the way i try to be with the guys is i try and make them feel as in, involved with the team as much as possible and i, I won't I, I get told off at work a lot because i don't scream and shout at people right because i don't it's a waste of time it's an absolute waste of time in my view Mm. you don't get anything out of the out of the lads and ultimately i need them to do a job for me okay we're paying them a wage but i need them to be productive and if i'm coming in and screaming and shouting at them all they're going to think is i don't want to do work for you or if i need to stay a little bit later so we can deliver the job on time or get a certain item done so a follow-on trade can get in and if i have been screaming and shouting at them all the time, they're gonna think, nah, I'm, I'm not interested in helping you. Or if you are good with them and you are truthful with them and you are there at doing what they need you to do for them, they're, they're more likely to turn around and say, yeah, all right, no problem, I'll sort out for you, Rob. And that, that's the way I try and portray it. And that's the way I try and get the message across with the mental health of them as well. Yeah. I don't shove it in the face. I don't make them sign anything. I don't, I, I, I'm far from like a, a hippie tree-hugging, snowflake making mental health type of thing yeah I, I i just want to get it across and get them to start the conversation um, and make them feel comfortable coming up to me or somebody else or one of the other mental health first aiders to say i am I don't feel good can we talk about it yeah that, that that's that's what i want to do and that's what uh, the message you get uh, i'm trying to get across to people
0: yeah no i think that's 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 the thing I've always wondered about, you know, the construction, because I'm very aware that mental health very often can come across as that, like, well, I mean, my mum, you know, always talked about this stuff when we were younger, and we called it hippie wank shite. And it's yeah. that, that kind of like hippie, not, oh, shut up, I'm fine, yeah. you don't need to quote all this nonsense, I don't need to meditate and all this shit. And, and unfortunately, that is the way a lot of men feel, and I guess that's fine, you know, we're all different humans and things, but it is still important to recognize that sometimes your brain feels shit and there are things you can do to try and help. So as you said, it it just comes down to being able to deliver it on that. It's almost like a neutral level, isn't it? Rather than, rather than preaching the way you live a life, live life. Like you just, you come. Yeah. I I don't know what, maybe, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but coming down to trying to put it across at a level that they'll not just understand, but kind of resonate with and be like, Oh yeah, maybe I can say I feel a bit shit and not just to get a day off, but to, you know, actually fully admit like, yeah, this makes me feel shit. So did, did all that start, you know, obviously you said you've just started the podcast, but I assume you've, you know, you've done it and you've been a project manager for a while. you know, I guess you've got quite a lot of, of guys kind of working for you and things. Was there a point where you weren't perhaps acting the way you are now? And then that sort of made you change your mind. Was there like a kind of light bulb moment, I guess, or do you think it's just that as, as the culture in general has become a bit more about more aware of mental health, you've maybe just gone, right, actually, this is a thing and I'd quite like to talk about it.
1: Um, I think it's, it, it's been a mixture of everything there really. So uh, back in 2018, yeah. um, I, I had a really low moment um, and okay. it got that bad that I was just consuming myself with work, overworking. I was first in last to go. Yeah. It got to the point um where louise my wife actually left me oh fuck because of just the way I was being i was just bottling everything up i was not talking to anybody i was not um expressing how i was feeling and um it got to a point where we were actually we were away in wales but it was january time because there was snow on the ground yeah and um the, the, we were away and said my oldest lad he just wanted to eat his tea and i just wasn't absolutely lost me. I blew up at him, and I ended up got storming upstairs, and I didn't come down for a day. Um, and then I went off to work on the Monday. but I, I could. I knew we were going away. I never bought the extra day off on the Monday, and I just uh, I couldn't deal with it. And then she she texted me when I'm when I was driving to work, and she said, "I'm I'm going. I'm going back to my mum dad and I'm, I'm not coming back." Till you sort yourself out. Right. So. Uh, at that point, I I had to stop and think about what I've been doing, and then ex- try and explain to her how I was feeling. Yeah. So we went through all that, and I spoke about it, and it it it, it took a lot of work. Um She moved back to her mum's for three months, and worked through it, and ever since then, it, it it's the relationship we have now is far better than what we had before. Yeah. I mean, me and Lou have been together since we were 18 years old, so we've been together 18 years now. Oh, wow. And we got married in 2015, and then the kids came along. And I think one of the key factors for me was I struggled with the kids. Yeah. So going from being just me and Lou for 16 years, or or whatever it was, 13 years, to then Sebi coming along, and I guess I I thought, or maybe saw him as not a threat, but he's taken Louise away from me. And I've got to uh, try and win a back and I was doing it wrong. And I didn't know how to deal with it. and I couldn't cope with it. And there was no outlet really for me. I mean, you can go like go and speak to your mum and dad about it and stuff like that, but I never really wanted to speak to them about it. Cause I think I didn't understand what was going on in my own. Adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we, we worked our way through that now and it's great. Absolutely great. And I thought, how can I, bring this into the workplace because I get a lot, a lot of lads coming and talking to me anyway, because I think I'm quite an open person, I'm, I'm, I'm quite an approachable person. Mm. So people people come to me with the problems and start chatting, and I'll advise them, well, if I'm honest with you, Sandy, a lot of the time I just sit there and listen.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't say anything, I don't give them any advice, I just listen. And I thought, I need, I'm going to progress this and grow this and, and, and move a career over into this, and it, it sort of led from there. And there was going back to what we were talking about in 2010, 2011, 2012, all the stress and anxiety from that, and, and I think it definitely has affected me. And it, it may not have come out yeah. until 2018 when I was doing all just bury myself in work. Yeah, I think that that could have been a factor.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, often there's there's more than one factor, isn't there? But I mean, pretty much everyone I've ever spoken to, and this is myself included, like you, you kind of, and unfortunately, you 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 kind of have to hit rock bottom. Personally, yeah. I think um, I I hit rock bottom, and it led to me quitting my job, becoming self employed, doing what I'm doing now, starring this podcast, all the great things that have happened to me. Despite everything that's happened, the whole life, everything happened because I hit rock bottom. Um, you yeah. know, by the times of it, there you hit rock bottom. I've got another friend who who was you know moving to and from Dubai, who I did a podcast with, and he was doing it, and he hit rock bottom, and when got to the point where you know he was, I don't not people leaving him, but his friends were like, "Look, you need to do something about this," you know. And yeah. and, and as you said as well, I think often it's a uh, it's not about anyone else. You you need to become personally aware of what's going on in your in your own head before you can get any help other people can sit there all day. You you know, your, your missus can leave you, you can like chat to your parents, whatever. But until you're aware of like, fuck, I'm, I'm at rock bottom, nothing's mm. going to change. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. But at the same time, you know, for me, that was a point where I was like, damn, um, things aren't good. And, and something has to change. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise I'm not going to be here this time next year. You know, Yeah. Uh, that was, that was my experience. But, but yeah, that's so, and that's so epic that you were like, right, I'm going to carry carry this over. But I like what you said about that, like often all you need to do is listen. You know, that's not, yeah. that's not, you know, when me and my girlfriend, if we have an argument or we're talking and stuff, sometimes it's like, you know, we've had to, you've been together a few years now and it's like, I don't need you to try and solve this for me or like, I don't need you to suggest anything. I just need you to listen to me. Yeah. And then, and then we can talk about that, you know, later on. So I think yeah. that's that's often most people as well, they, they just want to be heard. Let's face it, at the end of the day, we all fucking love talking about ourselves, don't we? We love it. We love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, we love talking about ourselves. So if if you can talk about yourself to someone else, especially if it's like a, a chat where you're getting things off your chest, it feels good. And then it, it also we also love to feel like we're we're being helpful and we're doing good things for other people. Gotcha. So, you know, for for yourself, for myself, doing this podcast or you know talking to the guys on site it feels good for you as well being like oh, they you know they walk out smilier and happier than when they when they came in um
1: yeah because i get i get I've, i get a massive sense of uh, achievement when i've helped somebody out and yeah. I'm, I'm at a tipping point in my career now that i've done the, i've done i can tick off all the big uh um projects that i've done along the way right I, I can look back and say yeah i've achieved this and um, like we said at the beginning i i left school with not many qualifications and i didn't want to do i didn't know what i wanted to do in my life as such yeah. whereas i can look back and say i've done this i've done that I've, I've, delivered these pro- I've worked on these massive projects and and i've been a key factor to these projects getting over the line yeah and it's all well and good that but i'm now over it, really bored of it. I, w- I want to do something else. I don't have the passion for it anymore. Yeah. And I don't get any gratification out of it out of it for it. But I can then go and help one of the lads with a, with a problem, whether it be at home, or whether it be at work or whatever it might be. And I get huge, huge uh, feedback from that. And, and I really, really like that. And that's, that's the way I'm now focusing my career on doing yeah. things like that and do um, I'm starting to do a lot more with uh, community-based projects and things like that. So, because we are such a big contractor and we work for big contractors um, that we do jobs for, I then say, right, let's see if we can give back to the community that we're working. Because everybody hates building sites because the, <laughs> the loud and messy yeah. and traffic and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> so, if we try and do little things to help the community. The surrounding community, so I, I really, really enjoy doing stuff like that. So I, that's the way I'm going to go down. And at the moment, it's it's it is all mental health stuff that I do with a mental health charity. But I think, like I've heard you saying a couple of times, you too much mental health stuff. And you need. To, oh yeah. You need to know when to switch switch off because you you're not always on all the time and you. No. An so that there is there's a few other projects that. I've, burning in the background um that aren't mental health but they are charity work type
0: yeah things. that's awesome i think it's one of those things as well like often people people get so tied down to like who they've been for the last 5 or 10 years or whatever and what they've been doing and stuff and that at the minute they're like oh fuck this isn't making me very happy anymore or i'm not i'm not getting from this and then that's almost becomes a problem in itself because you end up second guessing and you're like, why am I not enjoying this anymore? And your, your whole sense of identity becomes a bit warped and you're like, who who am I and things? And it, it's something that happened to me, you know, a couple of years ago. I think it was a, a real big, um, a big part of of why I had a real issue Um, is I just sort of lost this sense of identity, started to feel like I was losing this sense of identity that I'd had for the last 10 years, you know, and then you go, right, well, how can I kind of, adapt it and go in this new direction that i now find you know exciting while still keeping sandy or keeping keeping rob you know um what sort of what sort of steps then you know with you know obviously you're still on site and you're still doing that so i guess you're still you know doing the, the the site work as as well as um the mental health stuff. But I mean, what, what sort of steps do you have on, on site now? Or, you know, if you go and do it, I mean, do you, do you kind of call the guys up sort of one by one, or do you wait until you potentially see kind of, kind of signs of someone maybe not having a bad time? I mean, I'm, do you do like preventative stuff as well as dealing with it once someone's having a bad time is kind of what I'm asking, I guess.
1: Yeah. We, we, I mean, we do things called toolbox talks. So they're cool. they there's just a little snippet of training that we give the lads. They're sort of 20 minutes, if that, 10, between 10 and 20 minutes long. Yeah. And they can be anything from, it could be a manual handling or we might be using a material that we haven't used before or two materials that have got to interface that we've never used before. If you don't do in a certain way, it's just a snippet of training that we give them. Yeah, and they are like what we spoke about before. They are coming from uh, health and safety uh, officers and all this sort of stuff, and they are good and they are needed. They definitely are needed. But I try and work it on the fact that I might notice that one of the lads isn't him his normal or her normal self. Right, and I'll then intervene with them, and I won't go up to them and say. Oh, how's your mental health today yeah uh, <laughs> i hate that question <laughs> i just go up to say fancy coming for a brew or yeah. do you want to go get lunch or uh, what what you up to or how's things at home or i just sort of play on the opening of the conversation and then once i get them talking we can we can lead it on from there or if they are really being uh the, the, they don't want to talk to me in the closing off I'll i'll speak to them briefly and then i'll go around I'll walk around site and do all my checks and make sure everybody else is all right and then i'll come back to that individual in an hour or so of time and i'll ask the same question but i'll ask it in a different way and i'll i'll, I'll get them I'll, I'll keep pecking at them to get it but yeah. I, won't, I won't do it Oh, like I said before, I won't go up to and say I. I can notice you've got something wrong with your personal.
0: Yeah, life. that's Tell me all about it. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's always tough. It's again why I'm so interested to talk, especially in an industry where the culture has always been like, oh fucking I man, yeah. fucking man up, mate, man up. Yeah, You're yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're just being fucking lazy. You yeah, know, yeah. There, there is that. So it, it always interests me in how you go about kind of posing that question because. It's difficult at the best times. And like I said on this podcast, I say it, you know, whenever I have a guest on at the start, like, I'll never directly be like, so how was your mental health then? You know, I think that's such a redundant and stupid question. It's it's yeah. a classic, like, old school therapist question of being like, and then tell me what happened. And it's like, no, I'm not going to tell you, you know, or I'm, I'll just make up that I'm absolutely fine so, yeah. I, can get, so I can get out of here, you know? Because yeah. if I if did that,
1: they'd just go, yeah, fine, whatever.
0: Yeah, let me get back to work. Let me go back to my
1: mates. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's really stupid. It is. I mean, I um, I love I love all the banter at work. I absolutely love that side of things. Yeah, I, I love the piss taking and I love the like. Uh, if we had a lad at work, he wore a t shirt once underneath his t shirt. Yeah, so he had a white t shirt on and they had a black Batman t shirt on underneath. He wore it once <laughs> and like. Fifteen years later, we're still calling him Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's stuff like that I, I, that I love, and, and the industry is good at that. And it, it is good. It is, like you say, people are always saying, "Oh man, you're fucking lazy" and all this sort of stuff. But in the same breath, if you do have a problem, and you are a people, you do open up to people. They will all come together as a community yeah. or as a brotherhood type of thing. Yeah and we are always helping each other out if when when we've had people that have not been able to work and because of illness or whatever uh we've, we've had it in the past where we have clubbed together and sent them a bit of money and all that sort of stuff to help pay awesome. the bills and they, they will a lot of the lads will do anything for you there is a lot of lads that don't care and don't want to get involved and that's fine they're just there to make the money and go over but there, there is a lot of buying from the lads uh, along the way and it, it's trying to still have that banter and yeah, 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 lads, lads type of thing, but deliver the, the mental health side yeah at, at the same time and, and show them that you can't, you can, we all have problems, we all have physical health and we all have mental health and you need to realise that the two work in sync together. So if they, if they're injured from doing too much repetitive strain, so lifting block up above the red or what, loading out or whatever it might be, they can have the same thing in the head because you do, spend a lot, like we said before, you do spend a lot of time in a vehicle up and down the motorway and just sitting and chewing on your own thoughts and it, it's no good, it's absolutely no good for you. If, you. if I can offer somewhere where you can vent them frustrations and then they walk away and, and feel a lot better for it. And that weight's lifted for them. Then great. Absolutely great. And it, it makes them feel better. It makes me feel good that I've, I'm helping somebody and then we can, Go call each other dickheads as we walk out the room or whatever it might be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. I can't, I literally couldn't agree with you more. I think something that really makes me cringe and and for sure it's hindered me gaining new followers on Instagram or whatever. But I will not pander to this like mental health victim. oh yeah. I'm, I'm having a really bad time. I've got a friend, a very one of my best mates, uh, Bruce, who comes on the podcast quite a lot. He does a lot of lives with me and stuff, yeah, but yeah. he he runs a, a company making sustainable drinking straws and he calls out a lot of people similarly in the sustainability industry. And, you know, they stand on a beach with a cardboard sign saying nine out of 10 bits of plastic end up in the sea and all this. And he's like, well, how the fuck is that helping? Like yeah. we all know that the sea is full of plastic. What are you, what are you actually doing to help other than taking a picture for Instagram to get likes? And I yeah. think the same is the same is in mental health. You, you can still dish out banter and call your mates a dickhead and, like do all the things that make you happy and things while still talking and trying to encourage people to talk about mental health. You can't, you can't completely change who you are because that's entirely pointless and going to make you feel shit. Yeah. And also at the end of the day, a bunch of lads on a building site are always going to call each other dickheads and have a laugh. But if they can do it and notice, you know, if they notice one of them, you know, fell off a roof and cracks their ankle, they're, they're going to be like, Oh shit. You know, as you said, everything will be dropped and they'll be like, right. Are you all right? if someone walks into work and they're like clearly having a very bad time or they're not talking or anything like that, they might be like, well, let's not call him a dickhead. Let's go and sit and eat lunchroom. Or let's all, let's all go to Burger King for lunch and see what, see, see if he's all right. You know, things like that. So th- there is that fine line. Um, and that's why, again, a reason I was so interested to talk to see if that fine line was kind of existing in the construction industry because there is such a culture of, you know, lad banter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is changing. Like eighteen months, two years ago, there was not, there was nothing really out there, and everybody's attitude was still. I know. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say. Yeah. Anything. And then there's, there's, self, but there is, there is big companies that are involved with this, and they, and they are trying to break that stigma down. Right. I'm, tr- I'm trying to do it in a way that it, it's coming from uh, the front line, basically. It, it's yeah. not. a uh, Boardroom incentive, type of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you? Another thing that's interesting as well is the the sort of age age gap that you get on site. Because I mean, again, I don't know anything about. It. As I said, I've, I worked in a warehouse for a couple of months once, and it was actually my uncle's company. But it was in London, and it was you know I'm from the Highlands of Scotland. I was very out of my depth, but. Um, it was kind of fun. I ended up not going out on any deliveries. I'm quite, I'm quite big and stuff. So they thought I was strong and they just made me carry stuff around a warehouse. So it was just, but I still never really got a sense of it, but there was older guys. There was guys that had literally just finished school up to guys in their sixties, you know, working, going out on deliveries, you know, all this sort of stuff. So is that still the case on, on site as well? And if so, have you noticed, is there a difference between the reception of talking about mental health between older guys and younger guys. Because what I've found is, which is maybe odd, but younger people are far more willing to, to talk about it and things. Because I think they've now grown up in a culture where it's becoming more acceptable to talk. But older people, you know, I imagine especially older builders and things like that, or any trade are probably still in that mindset of like oh it's being a pussy man up yeah. all this is is that is that something that you found or or and, and is it something that's getting better it, it
1: is it is still there isn't it? in in the industry and it is exactly how you said it. it's like British like, stiff up the lip or we're yeah. all right we need to tell our problems to everyone else we're the yeah. older generation and they'll, they'll they'll turn around to me and they'll say what what's all this politics that you're doing with this mental health stuff all the time but yeah. I'll give them the kickback and I'll just say, well, it's, it's exactly for that reason. What you're saying, you think it's a load of bollocks. but well, I'm out to prove it to you that it's not a load of bollocks. It's it's something that we all need to talk about and it's something that we all have. And then they might go, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I'll see him a couple of days later and they'll go, I've been thinking about what you said to me the other day. And it, it is quite good, actually, what you said. Oh, really? Yeah, it is starting to get more and more like that. Yeah, uh, like I said, the said, young, the younger generation of it, uh, they are very acceptive of it. Yes. Yeah. They, they see it from the likes of me yourself on social media, putting it everywhere. And it is more or uh, more spoke about like that, whereas the, the older generation, they, they don't go on Facebook as much and or wherever it might be. Yeah, they
0: just grew up in a different
1: world, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, we've got uh, not at the moment, but we do have a we do have certain bricklayers that are pushing 70 years old and a lot of them. Yeah. Young lads to shame. Really? Oh yeah. You know, you know when you've got a good bricklayer, when he's not even the numbers that he produces, but it's the way he goes about it, they're always super organized, they never look flustered, they're never sweating, they're never aggravated, they're just head down, arse up, laying to the line and going. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, we've got guys, I mean he actually rang, he doesn't work for us at the minute, but Pat he's he's Pat. gotta be pushing, he's gotta be pushing he's, he's a big rugby, massive. He's when he works for us, we have to buy extra large gloves for him. he's got massive <laughs> spades, yeah. He's like he's about as tall as you. He's yeah. Yeah, I think he's about six three, six four. Yeah, have, yeah. He's a massive rugby league fan, and he'll cut you down in an instant with you know with his wit and <laughs> But I was doing I was doing a project in York and the building was like a V-shape, right? And I had um, one gang coming up one way, another gang coming the other way. And then another gang in the courtyard, bringing it around and we leave out loading bays. And I was cracking my pants because I needed to make all it all work when we were bringing it all together and the loading bays, slab edge loading bays would be filled in. And I got the engineer to give me datums everywhere that all the lads could hit. And you know, I put all that out. Anyway, we came to infill and we were out. I was like, I'm 150 courses up here and it's not working. What have I done wrong? I, could... And I had Pat with me on that job and I must have spent three hours trying to figure it out. And I went to parts of Pat and said, Pat, I, need I, can't, I can't figure this out. Yeah. And he gave me a load of shit. And then he <laughs> said, Right. I said, Come on, I'll show you. I, I walked him round. He went, Right. Leave me for half an hour. He came back, he came in my office and he went, Come with me. <laughs> he walked me out, he frog marched me out on site and went, That window is in the wrong position. Which it was nothing to us. We were, the windows were already, the window openings were already in situ, but we were just getting the brickwork up on the building. He says, That window is in the wrong position by 150 mil, which is two course brick. And that it's throwing everything out. I was like, yeah. You can't be experienced. You just cannot be experienced. Once we realised that, it, it all worked, and that's amazing. I could breathe, and I could. I was like, I went and melted in my office. <laughs> 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 realised that everything that I've been working hard to make make sure hadn't happened, everything that happened, happened.
0: I guess that's a that's an oddly potentially overlooked, but some, something I never thought about. But actually, that sort of like, you know, the the mateship that you get from all working on the site together and you know it very much is like that kind of I don't know if you you know I watch a lot of war movies and like Band of Brothers is basically my favorite thing in the world but you do very much get a sense of it is still a bit like that you know like you're all together and it's like very much one team and we all got to get the job done and things so there is that very positive side of it I suppose of like you know we're all getting in here together getting this done and like you said you know if one of us falls the others will pick him up and and all that yeah. stuff so i guess it makes complete sense that the the whole mental health side of it i hate saying mental health it's such a yeah. it's such so cringy maybe i'm just spending too much time close to it if you know what i mean but yeah. you know i guess that that side of it is now now being pushed up you know as as well as everything else because i mean even it's one of those things it's so so simple even something like that like you were probably feeling and it's so easy to coin put the term anxiety on it but, yeah. but i bet you were feeling yeah.
1: like oh, shit.
0: yeah exactly so something like you know, big man Pat coming in, he's yeah, by the, yeah. way,
1: the most stereotypical builder you've ever seen. Yeah, he, is, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he absolutely is. <laughs> you, you know. If you ask uh, like, somebody to draw a builder, they'd probably draw Pat. <laughs> and it's also his name as well, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> he couldn't come up with like more of a, yeah, I can picture him in my head right now. Yeah, um, yeah. but he is, you know, something as simple as that, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be this huge conversation where you're called up to the office and right, we're going to sit here for half an hour and can I do this? And can I do that? This is something I always say, like this is why I drink beer on the podcast. Cause I'm like, that's all it is. Just sit and sit and have a beer and just, just, yeah. chat, just <laughs> chat some shit, just chat yeah. some shit, you know, tell see, show them something funny you've seen on your phone at lunchtime, ask them if they want to go for a pint, ask them if they want to, you know, do this, do that. And that's, it just as you said, it just starts starts the
1: conversation. Yeah, and that, that's ultimately it. And then one, once you start it, it'll, it'll just bleed out of them. And then, I, I mean, I've had it in the past where people have come up, told me the problems or what they're thinking about, or what they're feeling. they have come back to me about 20 minutes later and go, oh, I'm sorry, Rob. I didn't realise that I, I, I don't know where all that came from. And I said, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. You don't have to apologise for anything. Yeah. Um I said, do you, and I'll say to him, do you, did you feel better for talking like that? They're like, yeah, but I feel like I'm like, well, don't worry about it. There's only me and you that have spoke about it. Nobody else knows about it. Yeah. It's, I don't have any mental health stuff. I don't wear the badges. I don't wear the lanyard. Yeah. Wear, yeah. I don't have it on the email. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have any of that. Yeah. Time. And I, because I don't want people to think oh, I need to talk about. Something yeah. Do with a chat with Rob, but I don't. People, they can't talk about mental health with them. They, they could be talking to me about a drawing or something that needs to be done on site that day and that, that's the way I play it with them and things like that and I think that that makes it a lot easier for them to start opening up and start talking to me. Well that
0: as well if you if you wear the the lanyard and the the special vest you get given <laughs> and the, the hat and all that stuff yeah. that that takes you out of their level. You're now, yeah. you're now you're now not their level. You're you're not like, oh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go chat to Rob because uh you know he, he gives fucking good advice. They're now gonna be like, oh I've got to go chat to Rob and he, with his lanyard and he's probably gonna make me talk about my problems and yeah. all this stuff. And it, it completely takes you, regardless of if you're their you know project manager, boss or whatever, but it, it takes you to another level of like Rob's the oh the here comes the mental health police,
1: yeah, yeah, you know yeah yeah and
0: then, yeah. then there becomes a stigma not just around talking about it but there's a stigma around talking to Rob because he's all he wants to talk about yeah
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and that, it, that's that's the polar opposite of what i want to be and that's why i'm trying yeah. to move away from all that type of thing and change the way but it's delivered on site and things like that because it is there is huge pressures on site um oh, i can imagine that because there's massive volumes of money and you've got to get it over the over the line in time, if you're delivering schools and things like that, and they've got done at certain times or whatever it might be. So there is massive, massive uh, amounts of stress in the industry and people going off being ill. Well, it's just
0: Yeah, there's I mean, I can only imagine that there must just be so many moving parts all the time, like, especially if you're, excuse me, if you're at the level where you're, you know, managing that as well. You know, and having there's nothing more difficult than managing people, like regardless of having manager trucks coming in, dropping this off. We've got fucking however many thousands of pounds worth of materials coming in this. But then we've also got 20 people that all just want to go to the pub and chat. (laughs) and I've got to corral them as well. You know, it it must be so difficult. And then on top of that, this one's not feeling very good, you know. Um, So how do I. It sounds really bad to say, but you kind of want to help them, but you also want to help them efficiently. You know, I need to talk to them. I need to help them. I need to get them back on track, and then and then we need to get back to work. You know, it's not a, you know, it's not a therapy of like right. We're going to sit for two hours and we're going to talk about it. And when we're going to, we're going to lower our voices and put some music on and do this because it's like
1: and that's when you will lose them. We'll like go fuck off, will ya? I need to go and do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and you lose it as well. You're like, I don't have time to put some fucking music on. We got to go. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's And it sounds really bad, but I really agree with that as well. There, there needs to be a certain, you know, doctors don't sit there and talk about, you know, the entire story. You know, you go in and you think you might have fractured your ankle, say. They go in, they're not going to go through your your life history of like, tell me everything you've done with this leg in your life, you know. When was the first time you kicked a football? Do you do any sports involving your leg? When would you do this? No, they go in, they look at it, and they go, oh, yeah, this is bad. This is what you need to do about it. and. Yeah. Perhaps I, I completely understand mental health is is not that easy to diagnose. And, you know, I've always said it, and that's why it's such an issue, because you can't look at it and go, they're having a bad time. Yeah. But there is still a level of efficiency that can be had, especially in industries and situations where people are struggling, but they're not necessarily afforded the time to, to struggle. You know, I think there is yeah. a there is a way of helping people, whether it is, like you said, it's epic. The idea, you know, these little tool, toolbox talks, like 10, 15 minutes, every once every two or three days, to be like, right, boys, how we, how we all doing? You know, do we need to, do we need to go for a pint? Do people need to come in and have a cup of tea after work? Do we need, you know, what what needs to be done? But what do you? what another big thing i want to get on obviously you're you're doing this on on your sites and stuff have you seen a a big change within the the industry uh, as a whole you know you as you've worked for a couple of the big players i mean even i've heard of Balfour Beatty they've made their way as far as inverness when i was growing up so but um do you know do you have you seen it change across the, the industry as a whole rather than just your sites and things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that's going on now um, where people are recognising or it it's at director level that they're realising that, look, we need to make sure our lads are working at their top game because yeah. they're, if, if they're off um, for two weeks rather than ringing in and saying, I'm not feeling too good today, I need to take a day out. So you can, you can lose them for that one day or we might lose them for two, two days at uh, two weeks. Sorry. It, it's, it is becoming um recognized that we do need to do the preventative stuff and give them that time. And, and, uh, not, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is not, not make them feeling bad for having that time off when they, when they, when they do need a, a mental break, yeah um, just, just a couple of days off. Um, and it, There's always stuff like health and safety is rammed down your neck constantly. Yeah, I bet. All the red tape stuff and it it does need to be there, absolutely needs to be there uh, to protect the guys and everybody else that works on site, but they need... And and it's now coming to the forefront of everybody's realisation that we need to do the same thing for mental health as well, because we're protecting them that they don't injure their hand or they injure their arm or they they get run over by a big piece of equipment on site. We need to do the same thing that they're they're not putting themselves under this massive stress and strain that they're they're going to have a mental breakdown and things like have a crisis that we don't know how to handle and, and we'll end up losing them for months and months or indefinitely, they'll go work somewhere else. So yeah. there is a bit there is a big push on, it on site whether and it is coming from the top down that's good and there is a lot of people that are like myself that are on the front line and they are uh mental health first ages like that and they do give that support uh, to the guys as and when they need it and i think for, like when i first came up with these ideas of what i was going to do with work there were certain people that i had to put it in pounds uh, i had to put value next to it so they could comprehend what i was trying to achieve with it and making the lads more efficient and things like that so I, i'm not I'm, I'm not doing it as a as a money thing for myself but i had to make people understand what i was trying to get across and yeah. um once they start realizing that then they are coming round to the idea a lot more and there's there, there is a, a big change especially in the past 18 months two years there's been a massive change in the way it is I'm about saying that there is a lot of posters around there and that um lighthouse club do a lot they have like um a helpline that you can call at any time if if, if you're feeling that you are in crisis and you do need that extra help yeah There's stuff like that out there and and that is um targeted at the bit of construction industry.
0: oh that's cool yeah i mean it's it's unfortunate you know that the money makes the world go round but i guess if that's what if that's what convinces the the people in the The people sitting around the table that make the decisions, you know, if that's what makes them go, okay, yeah, actually, you know, num numbers wise, if this person just gets one day off every month or every couple of months to, you know, just take a break, you know, I I didn't realize in America they do that. You can take a personal day. They have, yeah, yeah. you you get sick days or holiday days, whatever. But then they also have a thing called a personal day. You don't have that in the UK, where you go, actually, you know, you wake up and you go, I can't do this today. I need to take a personal day. You know. I didn't I yeah. I mean I maybe I've just got that from watching too much of the office on Netflix, but you know, they they take a personal day and and I think that is you know, especially like we've just said, in in an industry that's as fast moving and there's always so much, you know, sensory overload. I can I can only imagine being on a building site is sensory overload. You got trucks, you got people shouting, you've got a radio blaring, you've got you know, there's just so many, so many moving parts. I can imagine you do get a bit burnt out and a bit cooked yeah. after a while. You know, and
1: you get, I'll, I'll get in the car at the end of the night. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm absolutely done. And then I might have to drive an hour and a half to get home or whatever it might be. Yeah. But yeah, it
0: is, that as well,
1: there is a there is a lot of that where you are the high pressure stuff. I mean, I, I haven't really done much shop fit outs, but there because they've got to turn it around so quick to so the shop yeah. or the cafe or the restaurant or whatever can get back open. There is there is a lot, and there's people that are at the top screaming and shouting to get this this stuff delivered. And it's just I see myself a lot as a middleman, really, that I've got to obviously make sure that the people that the client that we're working for is getting what they wanted, and I'm making sure that the lads are on the are, are Getting what they need to do the job, and they everything working in place. Like say work in harmony. A lot of it is like her cats a lot of the time. Yeah, trying to make everything work together. Yeah, and it is difficult. And it is. It is. It's stre- There's no other word for it than it, the, the stressful. And I remember being, I think like going back to when I was at my, my lowest point. I remember sitting in the office and thinking. I'm gonna do all this. And I, I, I couldn't focus. A yeah. simple task that I know how, how to do and how if a problem came along, how to get over that problem. Because my mind was so fuzzy and not yeah. in the game, I, I couldn't figure it out, and it, it was shit, <laughs> basically. Um but having well, I suppose it's Maybe me growing up a bit more and, and realizing uh, and having that experience that I had back then, and and I know how to deal with that situation. When I feel I'm getting to that point again, I can I can have that downtime where I can switch off and, and, go and do something that I know I need to go and do um, to stop it getting that bad again.
0: At that at that point, when you were at your lowest and things, did um did anyone at work speak to you about it? Did anyone, was there, was that perhaps another reason why you're now doing what you were doing? I mean, was yeah. was there, yeah, did you did you receive any support or did you very much have to figure it out on your own?
1: Well, I pretty much had to figure it out on my own and that's no bad. No, of course, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, no, of course. Awareness. I, I had that, nobody knew what was going on, I don't think, in my life. No, you know? Nobody, everybody was so focused on doing what they needed to do with work that day and uh, nobody... Uh, picked up on the way I was feeling Yeah. or the way I was being or they just thought mm, I was a bit off today he's not usually like that he's, he's
0: tired know. yeah exactly
1: uh, yeah exactly Yeah, he's tired
0: well often you know and this is this is something I mean one of my first podcasts was with m- my best mate Ed who I lived with for the last two years I was living with him when I started the podcast everything like that and he's uh, he you know openly admitted after I started the podcast and on it he was like I've never had any mental health issues didn't even really think about it until I saw while he was away with his girlfriend, he saw that I'd started a podcast and he was like, I've lived with you for years, known you for 10 years, had no idea. And I was like, why would you, mate? I've never told you, you know? And it's so, I think it's, it's so easy to kind of be angry, you know, for someone who's suffering. This is not me saying that you, you are at all. You, you're yeah. the opposite of it. But potentially for those listening, like it can be so easy to be a bit frustrated when you're feeling shit that like, why is no one noticing? Why is, why, you know, all this. Why is no one asking me how I am and stuff? And it's like, well, often if you're not seeking help, you're not going to find it. Help no. isn't gonna, help isn't necessarily always just going to find you. Sometimes it does, but you 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 need to go out and actively speak to someone and say, look, I'm having a bad time. And I'm not saying you need to start a fucking podcast and put it online and do it, but if you can, yeah, you, yeah. often you're you're the one that that needs to to kind of reach out um, um, first, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and like you said in, in previous podcasts and stuff that once one of you start everybody oh, tends, and tends yeah. to start and say, actually, yeah, yeah, I, I feel a bit like that. And well, when, yeah. when I was like, that, I coped with it like this, and maybe that works for you. And, and that's yeah. definitely the way that we need to go forward. And if there's people like ourselves that are making it a bit easier for people to talk and, and things like that, then it, it can only be a good thing.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's perhaps not a not a very timely uh, analogy to make, but it's it's a little bit like COVID, isn't it? It's like you know, you you give it you, you give it to one person, they give it to another person, and then they give it to another. <laughs> it's like that, but but a good thing, not you know. But you, it is a bit like that, you know. I when I first did the podcast or spoke about it, I had a couple of friends who've known for years be like, "Oh yeah, I I've taken medication for anxiety before." I'm like, "Dude, we've we've like traveled." traveled the world together we've done all sorts of this stuff and i never knew and they're like well yeah i never knew about you either and i'm like oh yeah that's true you know so it 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 does it it does spread very quickly and then they spread it to people that you'd never meet you know it becomes like a tree almost uh, which is which is a really great thing but as you said it it needs that initial and this isn't me being like oh i'm that i'm the seed i'm the first person to do it because i'm not at all but if you can have that one person in a friend group or on a building site that can just straight up stand up and say oh yeah we you know sometimes i feel shit and if you're on their level i think that's the most important thing you know if you're wearing a badge i think it's worse and that's not me saying all the people out there wearing badges because i think you probably do amazing work um but I think for a lot of people, that's not what they're after. They
1: need someone on their level and just someone to talk to. Yeah, because we've all got to remember, I think it's a good point to say that we're not there to solve the problems that no. people are going through. We're not, not a therapists, but we, yeah. we can put them on the road and point them in the right direction to, to go and get that help that they need and, and make them realise that they're not alone in this. And and there's a lot of people that have gone through what you, they've gone through and they've come out the other side and people are there to help them. And as as well, I think it's important to remember that people need to realize that just because it's their problem doesn't mean it's any less of a problem than what I've got. It's, it's, it's not a small problem. It's, it's obviously massive in your world because it's making you feel like this. So the people need to start talking about it and, and opening up and realizing that, oh, I've got I'm feeling like this at the minute, but I don't want to talk about it because it's they're going through more than me. Yeah, it's not about that. It's about um, getting the help out there. It it doesn't matter the size of the problem. It's it's a problem and you need to talk about it. Yeah, there's people out there that can help you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's so important not to like either invalidate your own feelings or other people's like, you know, there's an author called Matt Haig who puts up who put something out. Uh, I've actually not read any of his books, but I follow him on Instagram. He's brilliant. But he he put thing the other day being like, suffering isn't an Olympic sport. And a lot of people make it that. And, you know, I, I wonder if that this happens on site, actually, but I, I worked a lot as a waiter when I was younger and all this. And, you know, you go in, oh, what time were you on till? And it's like, oh, oh, you've only worked, you know, 11 hours. I've worked 13 hours. Oh, you got, you, you got eight hours of sleep last night. I only got seven. And it's like, it's not, it's not fucking competition. And a lot of that happens with, you know people feeling bad and things like that and it's like well i've i you know i sometimes get pretty anxious and they're like oh do you you get anxious do you well i've got depression i take medication for it and they're like oh well do you well well i you know and i'm not saying not many people are like this you know in terms of mental health you know issues but in daily life there is usually a suffering olympics isn't there you, you know the
1: matter for the course
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's no need. And often, I think that mindset invalidates a lot of people of going, "Oh, well, there's no point me talking about it because my problems aren't as bad as Barry down there, who's you know, who's whose wife's just just recovered from an illness, or you know, whatever, or he's lost, he just he just he's just lost his job, or you know, anything like that. Oh, I better not, I better not talk because you know, I don't want to make people think I'm trying to take attention away from him, you know." Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and it's it is important to remember that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I think that's a fairly uh, good place to kind of kind of finish finish that sort of. Bit. Oh, before we do that, actually, though, if anyone's listening from on the tools, yeah. let's have a little let's have a little chat about on the tools. So, most let's face it, most people will probably follow uh, on the tools on uh, on Facebook. They put out some funny content. They put out some absolute garbage videos as well of like some acting that just shouldn't be acted of like who was who was in the wrong here you know of like a woman coming across the road shouting at builders and stuff and you're like she's acting um but yeah. you i know you you said you know you you're doing some work with some charities and things and then you you've got some you know guys from large companies coming on the podcast and things so you you spoke to to on the tools and they they weren't interested can you can you go into that a little bit and and how yeah. you how that how that how, how did that make you feel
1: Well, the, the first episode that i released back in november time yeah. Um, I, I sent them a message saying I'm I'm trying this doing this mental health stuff on construction sites. I think it'd be really good if we could do something or could you put it out on your platform? Yeah. And they, they got back to me, they were fine with me. Um, but they said no, it's something that they can't put out. It's not, it's basically not for them. Um that was all they, I said. Yeah, they, they they were the only ones that got back to me. Um all, all the other channels that I've sent it out to. I can see that they have read the message, but they've never even responded to me about it. And uh, I think it's maybe a bit disappointing. Sometimes. Yeah. Um And if, if they want to put it out, put it out. If they don't, don't. But it, it can be frustrating sometimes that everybody wants to do uh, portray the certain image. And then when it comes down to it, when somebody with genuine content that they could do and I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it to everybody come and On my this is my podcast. It's not about that. It's about breaking down the message. Yeah, spreading the message, breaking down them barriers, and making it funny, and we can all have a laugh at each other. Uh, We could have done something like that if they wanted to, but. He just said no, basically I think it's funny, like
0: I I think there's a lot, you know, I I DM, I message quite a lot of uh, people that I want to talk to. And yeah, you know, some of them are some of them are fairly famous. Some of them are, you know, I DM people that I want to chat to and some of them are famous people I've looked up to. And they are I I don't I never get annoyed if someone doesn't reply because I think people are fully within their rights to not reply to a, a message they didn't ask for, you know. People are com- yeah. people are completely within their rights to go, I'm not interested in this, I can't be bothered. No, I'm good. And yeah. I have no issue with that. And regardless of, I know, yeah, I'm trying to do something good and mental health. I'm still people I'm co- totally fine if people aren't interested and don't want to do it. But what confuses me is with something like on the tools where to me it seems completely obvious that it would be such a great fit and such a good thing to do I had on the tools I've still got on the tools on my notes on my on my laptop of like I've got a huge list of people I want to message and on the tools is still there from when I first started the podcast because I was like really cool to talk to someone in the construction industry and they do they've put out videos before of like you know they share like lad bible videos about mental health on site and all this stuff so it's like you just get the feeling that they're you know they're walking the walk but they don't want to talk the talk
1: you know yeah probably yeah. and it, maybe around october time you know when it's uh, world mental health day they might
0: put the might, video yeah yeah exactly
1: something like that but when it's it's on a, a middle of the week in the crap november they're not they're not interested
0: that's yeah. It's really interesting. It's, it it strikes me as something that would work so clearly well, especially when you've literally got the content. It's not like they they don't need to create anything. All they all you're basically asking for is like a repost. Like just yeah. here it is. Post it. Say if anyone feels interested. You know, probably half of half of the UK's construction industry workforce follow on the tools. You know, like they're gonna it's a it, i imagine it must be a huge thing in the industry i'm not in the industry at all and i follow them you know
1: yeah there's loads of lads that have said to me oh you should send this to on the tools you should yeah, send it to on the tools you should send it to on the tools I'm like, i said, yeah, said kindly no Thank
0: yeah oh uh, well if on the tools if you're if you're listening
1: wake the fuck up
0: you lazy shit
1: yeah yeah and i'll do all the work for you you just have to repost it
0: yeah exactly it's not hard i'll i'll tag them and i'll tag them when i put this one out as well and not that not I'm not being like oh I've got more reach than you but yeah <laughs> if we get if we get everyone tagging them hopefully they'll they'll share it but yeah if they don't want to they don't they don't want to um, so Rob to kind of to kind of finish up then I've always got a few a uh, few sort of quick fire questions um, I've not really been talking about the the beers very much recently and I feel like I should be because I've been emailing a lot of beer brands to ask if they'll sponsor the podcast so I should probably start stepping up the beer content a bit but you know <laughs> going going along with the lad culture of um, you know, working on site and things. I mean, are you a are you a drinker? Are you a beer man? Do you enjoy yeah, enjoy yeah, getting yeah, down? Yeah, beer, yeah, i yeah. um, yeah, I drink. What's the uh, what's the beer of choice?
1: At the moment, I'm into. So I'm not a massive fan of BrewDog. No, no, but they do. Um, they've just. I can't remember what it's called. A lager drink that they do. Lost lager. Lost lager. Yeah. That's mega. That yeah, is that's mega good, isn't it? Beer. Yeah. That's really good. Uh I'm into Hop House 13 at the minute yeah. as well. Um I, I can't stand a lot of like calling. I'll be drinking it and it'll be giving me a headache because I'm drinking it. Um I like a lot of uh, oh, Estrella. Is Estrella yeah, thing? yeah, the Spanish beer that's so good. They, they do. Um so next time you go to Tesco's, have a look in the beer aisle, and it's usually top shelves. Top shelf, on the top, and it, it's like um, it's about. Well, it looks like a wine bottle. Oh, and I know. I think I know. I think I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I know. What I, that stuff is mega. So it, it's like a white there white beer. Um, that is just mega. That stuff. I like that a lot. Yeah, I I do drink a lot of ales as well, but I'm I'm not into ones like Blue Moon when you've got to put half a bloody fruit bowl in it and things like that. I'm, I, yeah, not fun of that stuff. Um,
0: no, I like I your company you
1: Say where you've got to eat it with a knife and fork. I like that. Yeah, wait. Right.
0: You got yeah. Feel like you got to cut it, cut it into slices. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like I drink a lot of Guinness and things like that, and there's a lot of. Um, I had one called Black Pig, that was heavy. That was a heavy drink. I
0: can't do them. I can't do it.
1: Dinner, yeah. di- din- dinner. What are they called? Dinner stouts or something like that, aren't they? Dinner yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, well, you can, usually you can have one, like if you're, you know, well, I mean, not like this is normal life anymore, but, you know, back in the day when we could go to the pub, you know, you'd have like one and then you're like, right, I need to switch to just like drinking a lager now because like normal, you know, a a fancy beer like that, you have two as well. It makes you feel like shit the next
1: uh... day. (laughs) It destroys you absolutely the two and you can't carry on drinking later on in the night can you nah, you you're full, you're full. Full. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um i drink, I drink a lot because my, my wife's family are from austria nice so we always go over there and it's i so when we first went over there i thought yeah there'd be loads of like stein everywhere big steins and all the beer but they drink a lot of wine over there it is more of a wine culture than
0: it is yeah I like a I bicep
1: like white beer
0: yeah yeah my friend my friend max who I, i've had on the podcast actually his his girlfriend Valerie's the Aust- austrian and stuff and he well he he drinks a bit of beer when they're over there but he uh he said it's yeah there's a lot of nice drinks over there it's a mega country if you ever get to go go so, yeah no i've got i've got quite a few friends that that live over there and, and stuff like that sounds pretty good um with that in mind um where obviously we're stuck at home at the moment but where where's your where's your happy place if you click your fingers right now where where are you
1: Um, Now it's with the kids on a bike ride in the forest or out in the park or wherever it might be. That's my happy place
0: now. Yeah, just hanging
1: out with the kids. Absolutely, yeah. I couldn't have said that a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's nice. It's nice. It's good to hear. Yeah, it's a funny one, like that question. A lot of the time, some people are really like, well, yeah, I just want to be in the sun. You know, anywhere, but most most people actually maybe it's because of you know COVID as well. But a lot of people say the same same kind of thing as as you. They're like, you know, doesn't matter what I'm doing, I just want to be with the with the people I care about most. You know, yeah,
1: absolutely simple things in life. It really is simple things.
0: Emerge. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that's going to be great. That's going to be taken taken away from all this shit that's happened in the last year. Hopefully, mm. um, is you know to not we don't need to worry about half the things we worried about before. You know, yeah, yeah, um,
1: that's true.
0: And then finally, I know, obviously, you know, you're you're a very busy man. You got, you know, and you've got little ones as well. But um, what have you been watching for over lockdown? Are you a, are you a movie man? Do you watch a lot of
1: TV or are you? Um, I, I don't get a massive amount of time to watch TV, but I'm into your uh, your man. The other week mentioned it, the fall. Oh it's yeah, really... I've, not wa- I've still not watched it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, Netflix.
1: Dark. It is dark. Yeah, it, it's really like I've watched. I've done the first series, and I said, please, I'm like. <laughs> I don't know if I actually want to watch the next series, I don't know. but then you think well, I need to watch it because I want to see how it ends, and it's just twists and turns and all the way through it, and they've got great actors on it. Yeah, um, it's really, really good, really good.
0: Yeah, oh, I'll have to. Yeah, I need. Well, it's so difficult. The problem is now there's just so much out there,
1: isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. If you find myself watched... so going back and watching stuff as well, so I watched Boardwalk Empire when that first came out. Right. I think I'll go back and watch that because I I, I did look, really really enjoy that
0: series.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you've watched it.
0: No, I've never watched it. But again, that's like a that's another like it's HBO amazing. prestige TV, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I like yeah, it. it's really really good stuff.
0: I'll have to give it a go. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much, uh, Rob, for coming on. It's been it's been epic to be honest. It's been awesome. Um, it's Thanks been. Where um, where can where can followers, um, people listening to this, where can they find you on, on social media and things?
1: So you can find us on Instagram and uh, Facebook at the MYH podcast. Or I think NYH podcast is about to be brand because there's somebody else called Mind Your Head. Okay. And we're on Facebook and Instagram, and you can get us um, wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search uh, Mind Your Head podcast and we'll yep. up there and give it a listen.
0: Perfect. Cool. Well, yeah, guys. Uh yeah, please check out what Rob's doing. Um, especially if you are even slightly involved in the in the construction industry. There's a lot of um a lot of great things um that they do as well. But just, just check it out in general, give it a follow. You know, all these things that only take two seconds to do. I mean, I don't even care if you you can mute it after, so you don't even see it, but just give us the follow anyway. Um you know, the follow, like, share, subscribe, uh, all that stuff. You can also do that for me on at the After Hours Lounge uh, and then via the link in my bio, you can also donate to the podcast as well. All this talking is thirsty work, as I always say. So if you want to buy me a beer, you can do so there. Um, But yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Rob. um, And we will see you for the next one.